Welcome back to the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast, hosted by myself, Marie Groover, founder of the Corporate Psychic and Essential Teams. And today's episode is about why your work matters, why your journey matters, and how you make the shift from hero of your own story to the guide in the story of others. It's about the big picture impact of what you're here to do, and it's about shifting from self-centered to other-centered, not in a people-pleasing way, but in the true nature of service. If this episode or this work resonates, please share it with just one person, text them the link to listen, ask them about it later. This might be so small for you, but it is life-changing for me. Let's get to it. Today we're going to talk about main character energy, when to be in it, when to step out of it, because I think that we get stuck in main character vibes. And rather than expanding us, it shrinks us and makes us smaller than we're meant to be. The point of this episode is that your work matters. And if you want to make the biggest impact, If you want to be constantly expanding as a person, if you want to bring forward your most meaningful work into the world, then you're going to have to relinquish your main character vibes, your energy, your main character power from time to time and step into a different sort of role. And it's a good thing because when we get deep enough into our own work, we realize truly that it is so much bigger than ourselves. And when it becomes a true service to the world, not a self-gratifying effort or experience, but truly a service, then we get to experience a whole new level of joy, fulfillment, and momentum in what we do. And that's also, in my opinion, when we begin to realize our dreams truly. So this episode is for you if you are an entrepreneur or you want to be one, but it's also for you if you are neck deep in Excel and a meh job that pays the bills, if you are leading an organization, if you are PMing the features of a product, whatever you do, it all applies. So stick with me. You've heard of the hero's journey, right? The hero's journey is interwoven into all of our favorite stories and movies and experiences and marketing, and we tend to love it. <laughs> we love it because it's a journey that we relate to on an individual level. I'm going to give a quick summary of the hero's journey and an example of where in it I want to focus because this isn't your typical hero's journey episode, we could say. So the hero's journey is this. There is a character who is just an ordinary character. They have a problem or a desire and they are called into action or adventure. Typically, they refuse the initial call, but eventually they follow it and by doing so, they become the main character. In every great hero's journey, the main character meets a guide. The guide calls them into action, gives them a plan or a set of directions, usually vague but sometimes specific and most often life-changing. They experience some trials and hardships, maybe they encounter a villain, and then they come out on top. They solve their problem, they win their desire, they achieve what they set out to, they save the day. And in doing so, they return from where they started. And if there's a sequel, they often become the guide. They shift from main character to a main character, and they shift from self-centeredness to other-centeredness. They share their knowledge and the wisdom that they've gained. 
So a good example of this is the original movie, The Karate Kid, and then the Netflix series, Cobra Kai. In the new series, we have the Karate Kid turned master and guide, and we see somewhat of a legacy being built. Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, oh geez, (laughs) they aren't fighting for themselves anymore, but they are serving others with a mission and a purpose, and in doing so, creating a movement, a following, a vibe that many people naturally gravitate toward and support because their work, which is karate, is actually way more than just karate. And that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about the return of the hero in the hero's journey. I want to talk about the sequel that comes from it. And I want to talk about you in your big leap or transformational life experiences or mundane life experiences. I want to talk about the threshold to your movement and your work becoming the gateway to a movement, to something greater, to truly being of service to others. I want to talk about shifting from self-centeredness to other-centeredness and how this particular portion of the hero's journey is the thing that takes us there. And when it comes to the hero's journey, I think that we have become obsessed with the wrong phase in the journey. And I think that we have become obsessed with the story of individuation with finding ourselves, with being ourselves, with liberation, with becoming and being and staying the main character. And I think that we've gotten a bit lost in the metaphorical woods. I have to use the woods as a metaphor because if you didn't know, I recently rebuilt the website for the corporate psychic with a most amazing human, Kaning Zhu, and it speaks to the one who feels the call. It's still a work in progress, but I definitely invite you to peep it because the illustration by Kinning is beautiful, and at the moment, the vibes are quite poetic. I've been in a bit of a poetry era of late, and it's definitely showing in my work through The Corporate Psychic, also on my personal website, mariegruber.com. And for The Corporate Psychic, I'm actually going to read the intro to you so that you understand the appeal of main character energy so that you can follow my forest and deep woods metaphor for the entirety of the rest of the podcast episode, because I already know I won't be able to keep myself from referencing it. And this is the copy on the homepage. You're standing in a meadow at the edge of a tall, dense forest. Something inside compels you to walk in. You can feel the trees calling. You've felt this before. You may not know exactly what it is or why, You only know with certainty that you must answer. The forest is dark. All of your senses come alive at the mere thought of wandering and wondering within. The unknown. This is a place you must enter alone, without anyone you've ever known. For they have never walked this forest, and they have never been where you are being called to go. I am the guide that takes you in, for this forest is the place that I call home. I wrote this as a poem initially to demonstrate the vibe or the feeling that I wanted to evoke in the Corp Psychic's website. This is a feeling that often initiates a person from a normal life to an extraordinary one. The feeling that something's got to give, something's got to change, something is coming. The feeling that we are made for more. It is the call into a hero's journey. And if you're a visitor of the website embarking on a journey, I am the guide. The corporate psychic is the guide. But how does one become a guide? 
Well, the key is in the return. And the return is the point. It's what we're missing in our obsession with being the hero or being the main character or going into the woods in the first place. So many of us feel the call to go into the deep woods in part because we are called to the woods, but also in part because we are running away from where it is that we are coming from. And that's okay, by the way, pretty par for the course in the hero's journey, if you ask me. And the woods, the forest, they have a lot to teach us. The journey itself has a lot to teach us. We have much wisdom to gain, often so much more wisdom than we even set out for. And when we set out on a journey, when we are called into action, the point is to return with that wisdom. The point is to come back with a deeper sense and understanding for what we set out to do in the first place, new perspective, new solutions to our old problems. As a culture somehow, I think we are missing this. The return, the homecoming, the part where the main character comes back, is recognized, reintegrates with their community and shares the knowledge, experience, and wisdom gained. So many of us become so very and understandably repulsed by society, culture, politics, the corporate world, family, family trauma, past experiences, etc., that we set out to never come back. We want to sort of tap out of the game, we could say. If you are a creative, you felt this. If you are offbeat, if you are different in any sort of way, whether you show it or not, you felt this. You felt the call and either you've done something about it or you dream of doing something about it. You're about to do something about it. (laughs) For those of us who have done something about it, taken some sort of action to find ourselves, know ourselves, be ourselves, find our people, create with our gifts, we have moved from the world into the forest. We have begun, we maybe are in the hero's journey, we could say. And many of us get stuck here. Once you are in the forest, by the way, you'll see that the forest isn't dark, but it's bright and magical and people are kind and we are all seen and it's fun. And it's kind of like when Wendy goes off to Peter Pan land, there is a feeling of never wanting to return. I want to tell you a story that involves a bit of what happens when we get stuck. I returned from the forest to start a new business, Essential Teams. Essential Teams was named based on a quote from the Dalai Lama. No one is special, but everyone is essential. And I believe that your most high-performing, connected, high-functioning, fulfilled, and alive team will be the one where no one is special, but everyone is essential. The same is true of your organization or business as a whole. No business unit is special. Everyone is essential. Marketing, sales, product, support, legal, admin, all essential. And the work of ET, that's what I call essential teams because Microsoft taught me to love acronyms. (laughs) So the work of ET or essential teams is to deliver deep and transformational team building and people development experiences by bringing the tools that I've gained from my experience as a coach and giving them back to the corporate world in a team or large group setting. So far, it's proven to be really powerful. But I remember being nervous to step fully into and to own this role 
and this business. When I would talk about this work and this business, Essential Teams, my coach actually advised me to tone it down. And it was spiritual friends, not my corporate ones, who said the same, to water the work down, that the corporate world wasn't ready for this or didn't actually want what I was bringing. To be clear, I wasn't using even any like spiritual or woo-woo language. I was speaking about like limiting beliefs, right? And my coaches and my spiritual friends kept referring, and they still do, by the way, to my business as a Trojan horse for the corporate world. But Essential Teams isn't a Trojan horse. It isn't pretending to be something that it's not in order to make sales or attract the clients that it seeks. The clients that I seek in Essential Teams are clients that value people, particularly the people that work for them and make them a lot of money. And if you're a client of Essential Teams, that is the threshold. That is the baseline. I'm not interested in working with anyone that I have to trick or fool to hire me. That is like way too much energy and not going to deliver the results that I want to deliver. I'm not interested in selling what people want and giving them what they need. And I think that this is actually an appeal for many individuals and businesses that hire me. Oh, you mean I have integrity in my work and what I sell? (laughs) Yeah, yes, (laughs) I do. And friends who see the work that I do, they see this stance and they are worried for me. But I say this, what if there is actual appetite in the corporate world for a holistic approach to well-being, deepened connection, and people nourishment? There is. And what if it doesn't have to masquerade itself, but instead can be what it is in plain sight and people will pay for the services offered? What if we don't have to sell what people want and then give them what they need? Spoiler alert, the work doesn't have to masquerade itself and people do want to purchase its services and we can trust people to know what they need. I was on a call with a prospective client a few weeks ago. She's a co-founder of a startup turned corporation that has been in business for 10 plus years now. Their team has gone from three to around 90 people. And on this call, she said to me, We have the business structure and processes in place, but what we're missing and what we're looking for is the soul work. The biggest smile came across my face. She was speaking my exact language. I told her my personal story and about the work of essential teams. I told her about the corporate psychic and the entire journey that I've taken to arrive at this very place. I told her what we are and about us and about our why and the kind of work that we bring to the world and why I think it matters, why I'm here today. She asked me for my most customized offer and if I would be willing to pitch it to her senior leadership team. You see, there is appetite, hunger and starvation actually, for the exact work that you dream of bringing to the world. And there is appetite, hunger and starvation actually, for you to bring that work to the world as yourself, the way that you are, with your perspective, with your unique set of skills and experience. And if that work doesn't exist yet, perhaps it's your responsibility to create it. Perhaps you are the one who is meant to build it. Perhaps if you create it, people will get it because they need it too. Perhaps if it doesn't exist and you do create it, it doesn't have to be a Trojan horse. Perhaps you can go back to where you set out from with all the juicy stories of your experience and your work and your challenges and what you've learned and how it has made you wiser. And perhaps people are eager to listen. Perhaps they're even eager to pay you. When you set out on your hero's journey, when you answer the call and you dare to find out who you are, 
when you dare to explore your gifts and talents, when you dare to start living and creating from your personal truth, don't get lost in the forest. Remember that there is an entire world and universe around you who can use your gifts and will pay you boatloads of money for them because you've been in the forest and they haven't yet. And that's meaningful. Don't fool yourself into believing that only the people of the metaphorical forest will understand you and value what you have to offer. How could they? They're all trying to offer it too, to you and to all the other people in the forest. <laughs> Don't get caught in the MLMification of spirituality or coaching or service-based businesses or product-based businesses that already exist or whatever culture it is that you're currently swimming in. Look around you. You have so much more to give than what has already been created. You don't have to be a manifestation coach or a business consultant or a marketing guru or a yoga teacher or insert any job title that already exists. You don't have to be the same flavor or a slightly different flavor as all the other people of the forest. That's so unimaginative and unoriginal. Give yourself more credit and give the people around you who are looking for something new and fresh more credit. And I'm not saying don't be a manifestation coach or a business consultant or a marketing expert or a yoga teacher. We need those skills. We need people to fill those types of roles. But what I am saying is be you exactly as you are with exactly what you have to give, especially if it doesn't exist yet, and be where you are needed the most. Fuck the messaging. Fuck all the reasons why you shouldn't, why no one will get it. Show up anyways, and the messaging will come. It will make sense. Everything will clear itself up. You'll find your people who are closer than you think they are, and it will work out because your work matters, and you are the only one who can bring it to the world in the way that you are who you are, and you are the only you on this planet. No one can do your work for you in the way that you are meant to. Your work matters. You matter. The ones who value you the most are the ones who crave what it is that you've experienced because they haven't. They're the ones who crave what it is that you've built because they haven't. They want what you can offer because they don't have it. So get out of the DMs of all the people on Instagram or LinkedIn who have one time liked something that you've posted because they are in the forest with you. Go someplace new. Go someplace that scares you. Return to where you came from anew. Maybe you're like me and that community for you is corporate. Maybe it's your Christian moms group or your medical community or your construction management company or your fellow mountain biking enthusiasts, or maybe it's the people that you surf with every single day. The space where you felt the most unique and alone, where you've hidden parts of yourself, where maybe you even set out to leave behind, that is the space where you have the most to give. That is the space that is worth going back to and potentially is the point in you setting off on your own in the first place. But going back there, that requires you to be seen in your truth, in your work, in your wisdom, in your journey. That requires you to step into a whole new form of leadership, compassion, grace, and guidance. 
Why do you think it took me so long to launch Essential Teams after leaving Microsoft? For anyone who doesn't know how long it's taken me, Essential Teams has been an idea since 2019. I got serious about launching it in early 2023. That's four years. And by got serious, I mean I hired a coach specifically to hold me accountable to it and help me develop my messaging around it. And what I learned from that experience is that the best way to develop your messaging is to just talk to potential customers and people who are in the space that you want to be in a lot. It's practicing pitching, positioning, clearing up where there are objections based on misunderstanding. It's practice. And the same thing is true for launching anything. It's just showing up with it totally unpolished, completely raw and in its essence, and continuing to do so until it is polished. It is the return. It is stepping into the role of guide before you are guide because you just came back from a journey and now you need to tell people about it. And now you need to tell people about it for their sake, not for your own, because it's not about you anymore. Essential Teams has been an idea that I've held and experimented with for years. Why? Because it scared the shit out of me to be taken seriously in work that I thought mattered. And the work of essential teams freaking matters. It's important to me. It's important for the workforce. It's important for corporate. And it just so happens that I am the one to bring it to life. And I am made for this work. I was on a prospective client turned client call last week. (laughs) And this amazing human said to me, I can tell that you are genuinely passionate about this work and that you aren't here just to sell me. I can see it on your face and in your expressions and through the way that you're talking. What a compliment. But also she was right. I fucking live for essential teams. I am so passionate about this work because the people in the corporate space are so undernourished and hungry for actual expansion and to be seen and valued and recognized for who they are, which is more than what they can produce. Your worth is so much more than your level of productivity. And in the corporate world especially, it's sometimes hard to see that. And that's what the work of Essential Teams does. And what do you think is more transformational, strength finders or a consultant, a guide who actually sees who you are and what you have to bring and cares about bringing it forward? When I did strength finders, by the way, (laughs) I learned that I was in the wrong job. (laughs) I literally applied for a new job right after getting my results because I was like, why am I a feature PM? (laughs) I have so much more to give. This was years ago. And I'm not shitting on strength finders. Strength finders is amazing, actually. And there was a reason that I looked for a new job right away, right? But the point is, you have so much more to give. I'm not saying quit your job or find a new job. Absolutely not. I'm saying find out who the fuck you are and don't get lost there. Don't get stuck there. Don't stay in the forest forever. I could have stayed in the forest and lost touch completely with what is possible on the outside. I could be one of those people who are like, oh, it's a Trojan horse. When in reality, those people are so out of touch with what corporate actually is or what, what, what corporate actually wants. No offense. These are really amazing people who've said this, by the way. (laughs) Sometimes we are just not in the spaces anymore, right? Like when we leave something for a really long time, we don't see what it is for what it really is anymore. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And my point actually is don't lose touch with your community and shrink yourself into believing that what you have to give is irrelevant because it's very relevant 
The more irrelevant you think it is, probably the more relevant it is. I could have stayed in the forest, or I could go where I make the biggest difference, back from where I came from. For me, that's the corporate world, specifically corporate tech arguably the place in need of people nourishment, of purpose, of meaning, of core values, the most. The place that inspired my own first calling into the forest to begin with. Going back is something that not everyone has the courage or the resiliency to master. Yet it is necessary to get the job done, to complete the hero's journey. It's the final and arguably the most important phase, the reason the hero sets out to begin with, and it's the catalyst for producing the sequel. If you're here to spread light or consciousness on the planet, but you're only spreading light in places where it's already lit the fuck up, return with all of you. With all that you've learned and all that you are, return. Because wherever you are on your hero's journey, you are just getting started and your work matters. I'm creating a new program right now. It's called Visibility. And it's all about honing and practicing the art of allowing ourselves to be seen in our work, in our gifts, in our desires, so that we can become a magnet for what we are meant to do. Because we're already a magnet for it, by the way, but this this kind of helps make us more potent, right? Because when we allow ourselves to be seen, we are seen and we are appreciated and accepted and sought after and also paid for what we want to be paid for, for what we do the best, for the work that lights our hearts up. If you felt the call and you want to be seen in your gifts, or if you're a business owner and you need to be seen in your gifts (laughs) because you need to make money, right? If you felt the call and you want to be seen in who you truly are and who you desire to be in the work that you desire to do, The link for the waitlist is in the show notes. This will also be the most economical program ever offered through TCP. So if money is something that has kept you from working with me in the past, join the waitlist. If you want to get promoted this year, join the waitlist. If you want to start your own business this year, join the waitlist. If you want to make more friends or find your people, join the waitlist. If you want to have a personalized coach in your back pocket for 2024, join the waitlist. If you want to experience the magic of my work, join the waitlist. If you want to go back to corporate with your healing gifts, join the waitlist. TCP, the corporate psychic, we are shifting a bit come 2024 to accommodate the work that I'm doing in essential teams. Therefore, visibility, this program will be the only way that you can work with me outside of a one-on-one container. And one-on-one containers are extremely limited. I'm not even sure that I have any open yet for the upcoming year. If you want to find your purpose session, reach out ASAP or join the waitlist for visibility. If you've ever considered booking a tarot or Akashic Records reading, join the waitlist for visibility or book it right now. If you are interested in intuitive honing and development, join the waitlist for visibility. And visibility, it's about more than being seen. It's about seeing others truly. It's about being in our work. And it's going to be a blend from everything from type A corporate wisdom to spiritual guidance to life experience to motivational speeches in your back pocket, all to keep you in your own work, which is the thing that's going to propel you where you're going, by the way. It is your work 
that takes you where it is you're going, nothing else. It is you in your work and your work matters. You don't need to hire a $20,000 plus coach for accountability on your life work or your business or your job or your promotion. (laughs) You can just join the waitlist for visibility and it's going to be so like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of that cost. If you like the podcast, you'll like the program. Join the waitlist. It's in the show notes. (laughs) Now that I've beat that completely to the ground, (laughs) let me give a quick synopsis of the episode itself. So We talked about the hero's journey and the call into the metaphorical woods. We talked about how people can get stuck there. And we talked about the return, why it is crucial to show up in the world, in the work that you know you are meant for, because your work matters. And this is important because it takes us from being self-centered and self-servicing, even in our work and business, to being of true service to ourselves and to the world. And this is the catalyst for our sequel. Being in our work, being in our service, living our service, this is where the juice is. This is the threshold to all your dreams coming true. Heavy claims, but true ones. So join the waitlist for visibility and be in your work because your work matters. People crave what you dream of building and only you can build it. Please share this episode with one human who you think would enjoy it, or to many humans. Text or DM them the link directly and follow up with them. It takes minimal effort on your part, but it really makes a difference here for the podcast, for the corporate psychic, and even for essential teams. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast. We talked about why your work matters, how to shift from you-centeredness to other-centeredness, and how to offer something where it matters the most, and really why we set out on any journey to begin with. Don't forget to rate the show and to subscribe. Until next time, good day. Good day.